Hello, hello, hello to my favorite people in the whole entire world and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast. This is the podcast where we get into everything, self-awareness and personal development, but we keep it super fun. I am your host Zoe and this is the first episode I am recording from Singapore. To anyone who is new around here or for anyone who's not been keeping up, who do I think I am? Literally a Kardashian. But anyway, for anyone who's not been keeping up, I moved to Singapore like three days ago for a new job. Way more Singapore updates to come later. But as I say, it's my first episode from Singapore, which is literally crazy. So today we're going to be discussing the question, what have you learned in 2023? And this sounds like a very general topic, but plot twist as with any unfreeze episode topic, it is meticulously thought through. And I do realize that it is still November. And I don't want to just skip over December, but I think for a lot of people, December's a really busy month celebrating holidays, being with family, or doing whatever people tend to do in December. And then it hits the new year, and I feel like everyone's looking forward, thinking about goals to set, what they want to achieve, all that stuff. And among all of this hopefully fun but also just like hectic time I feel like we don't really give ourselves a chance to reflect on the past year and when I say reflect I don't mean like dwelling on the past and thinking about mistakes and thinking about like oh what if I had done that that way I just think that's really unconstructive more what I mean is thinking about things we've learned which we can carry into the next year and beyond to make our lives better and I guess to help us just handle life better and find more joy or things you learn about yourself or things you learn about the world, literally anything, literally just helpful learnings. I remember hearing what's on a podcast and I can't actually remember what podcast it was but someone was saying that it's not about experience, like experience in and of itself doesn't actually teach you that much. You have to reflect on the experience and think about it and think about what you can draw from it in order to learn and in order to grow. So that's what I'm kind of trying to prompt with this episode title. And I asked the question on Instagram, open quote, what have you learned this year? Close quote. That was so unnecessary. I didn't need to say open and close quote, whatever. I just did it. So I asked this question to get back to the point and I got so many wonderful answers. So we're going to go through these in the main bulk of this episode. But before we do, some random Zoe updates on Singapore. So a quick refresh for anyone who's new around here. As I said at the start of the episode, I have moved to Singapore for a new job. I left London on Wednesday. It's now Sunday. So Wednesday feels like a lifetime ago, but it's not that long ago, obviously. But it's just because so much has happened, like landing in a new place and experiencing things for the first time that I think I have lived seven lives since Wednesday. So it's all very new. You're literally as up to date as I am. The journey was fine. The flight was 13 hours, which I will say felt long, probably because it is quite long. I checked in four bags, but not not just any bags people like really heavy bags which was interesting because I was flying alone so I had to maneuver them myself which I'm sure made for interesting viewing but I was also like I am a strong independent albeit small girl I can handle these bags the bags were predominantly made up of wash stuff and also some candles so whenever there was turbulence on the flight 
I was firstly just fearing for my life because I hate turbulence, not to sound dramatic, but like genuinely the smallest bump and I'm like, we're all gonna die. But anyway, so turbulence, I was fearing for my life, but then I was also stressing about my candles in my suitcase and everyone told me not to pack the candles, but of course I still packed the candles. I can confirm the candles are intact. The moral of the story is always bring your candles. I just wrap them in loads of clothes. So I landed on Thursday afternoon with the candles intact. I was extremely disoriented. I just went to my place, showered, and then met a friend of mine and some of her friends for drinks, which was really nice. So I wasn't just alone in my new place, like overthinking my life. And since then, I've just been doing all the admin, getting a new phone number, going to Ikea. Side note on Ikea, there should be a warning on the door not to enter if you are a highly sensitive person. It was such a sensory overload. It was just too much. And I walked the whole thing backwards. So people were getting really annoyed at me. But like, I I just, the arrows were just praying me out and I couldn't deal with the arrows. But anyway, I'm sounding negative. I actually got what I needed to get but it was very stressful. And again, I know this sounds so dramatic, but it was stressful. But I was talking to my mom and she's like, that is just a rite of passage, like having your first stressful situation at Ikea. Also in the grand scheme of stress in the world, this is not stressful. Like it's actually probably a pleasant experience to most people, but I'm just me. Otherwise, zooming out a little bit and reflecting on like the past few days, I think anyone who has moved abroad, especially alone and especially to another continent and especially to a country they haven't been to before, will relate to the fact that it's just really confusing at first and you kind of just got to work everything out and it's really draining but it's also really exciting and you just got to ride that roller coaster and go with it. I will say one particular low, probably the lowest of all lows, wasn't actually Ikea. It was basically on Friday night. And actually, before I launch into this next Zoe story, I do just want to acknowledge that again, in the grand scheme of the world, this is not a major problem. But like, it was a Zoe problem. And it's kind of funny. But anyway, what's funny now, it wasn't funny in the moment. So on Friday night, I was home alone, all of my flatmates were out. And suddenly, the electricity cuts out. And I'm going to be honest, don't judge me, but I had no idea what to do. I've never dealt with electricity before, which again, I know is privilege, but I just didn't know what to do. So my natural inclination is to call my boyfriend. He's really good at those things. Oh, but lo and behold, he lives in LA, which is 15 hours behind. So he was not awake yet. So then I was like, oh, I'll call my dad. I'll WhatsApp call my dad. But no, because there's no electricity. So there's no Wi-Fi. So I couldn't do a WhatsApp call what is that I hear you say? Put your roaming on, suck up the cost, use data abroad for like five minutes to call someone. Well, yes, I agree. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm willing to pay the international call charges. So I go to call my dad on just normal phone call. And then it just cuts out and I get this text from Vodafone being like, oh, you've exceeded your spending limit. And this is spending limit. I set two months ago thinking I was a genius because if I set the spending limit, I couldn't go over my monthly charges. But little did I know that I'd end up alone in Singapore in a power cut with no Wi-Fi, 10% battery on my phone, no ability to charge my phone, no flatmates in the house, and now no ability to make calls. So for like 10 seconds, I was like, I give up. I can't do this. 
I'll just like lie down on the ground. But then I was like, no, what am I talking about? I'm Zoe Tara Carton, pull it together. So I found the fuse box. I literally opened it. Is that what it's called? The fuse box with all the switches? I opened the box and I just gasped because there were so many switches. And first thought I had was like, why don't they teach this in school? This is such a tangible skill that people should learn and I have no idea what to do. But then I noticed that one of the switches was the other way, other way around, all the other switches. So I'm thinking, is this what they mean when they say the fuse blew or like the wire tripped or whatever they say? I don't even know what they say, but when they say that thing. So I was thinking, I'll flip it back the other way. And then I panicked that everything would just explode if I did that. But I was also like, I'm kind of out of options, so I'll just try. So I flipped the switch the power came back on, I just started sobbing out of relief, which again sounds so dramatic, but I was alone in a foreign country and I literally just didn't know what to do. I couldn't call anyone, as I've said, and I just felt really lonely in that moment. But anyway, started sobbing from relief. I don't really know how I got onto that tangent, but there we go. All of that to say, it's been a roller coaster, but a really fun one, and I'm so here for leaning into the challenge. And all in all, so far, it's been such a positive experience and I will keep updating you. And actually, last random Zoe update, I am obsessed with Taylor Swift's re-recorded 1989 album. I think it's my moving to Singapore soundtrack. It's literally like she recorded it for me, even though none of the lyrics are actually relevant, but it's just like the overall vibe and the fact that it keeps me calm. So I'm kind of playing that on repeat through my airpods but only one airpod works and that's really stressful but that's totally irrelevant so now we're actually going to get into the bulk of the episode before we do my usual reminder that if you do enjoy this podcast please do rate it and if you want to connect it's at wonderfully zoe on instagram and tiktok and my website is www.umfreezepod.com As I said in the intro, we are going to go through some responses which people wrote in via Instagram to the question, what have you learned in 2023? And usually I spend like 7,000 hours on each answer, but I actually want to get through quite a few because there were so many magical ones. So we're going to try, try being in bold caps underlined because it might not work, but we're going to try be prompt. The first one I want to talk about is someone wrote in saying that in 2023, they have learned to be more comfortable and accepting of their body. Firstly, I absolutely love this so much for whoever wrote it in because in a society where we are conditioned to criticize our bodies, pick out their flaws and hold ourselves to unattainable and sometimes even just dangerous standards, It can be really hard to make peace with your body. Something which helps me personally is focusing on what my body does for me rather than what it looks like. And I know it can be really, really hard. But next time you go to criticize your body for whatever reason, try and replace that critical thought with one thing you are really grateful that your body allows you to do, whether that's I'm grateful that my body allows me to go out and have fun with my friends, to exercise, to laugh, whatever it is, it is so powerful to replace negative thoughts with more positive ones. And I think also, and this might be controversial, so bear with, 
But if you are someone who doesn't feel super comfortable in your body, it can be kind of unrelatable and also just a bit annoying when you see stuff online about loving every part of your body and like the hype around body positivity and celebrating your body. And yes, maybe that is the end goal and maybe that is what we should be aiming for. And I love that for the people who it works for. But I also think it can be really helpful to just start with acceptance, just accepting your body for what it is, not trying to change it, and just being grateful for the things it allows you to do, even if you don't absolutely adore every single millimeter or millinch or whatever I meant to say of it. And the last thing I will say is that your worth as a human being has nothing to do with the way you look. You need to remember that. You are not valued for the way you look. You're valued for the energy you bring, the way you make people feel, the way you treat people. You're literally valued just because you're you and you have to believe that. Okay, next one. I also love this one. It is that nothing is worth the cost of happiness. And this one really, really resonates with me because so often I think we chase things we think we quote unquote should desire, whether that's high grades, whether that's the new job, whether that's the promotion, approval from others, a lower weight, literally all of those things. We chase all this stuff, but we often do so at the cost of our own happiness. And I remember my mum, I think it was, once saying to me that there's no point achieving all these things in life if you're just not happy enough to actually enjoy them and to be proud of yourself and to soak it all in. So for example, there's no point getting the grades or getting the new job or whatever if you're then just too miserable and too in your head about it to even reap the benefits of your hard work. So I think it's so important to always think about your happiness in any decision you're making. And that doesn't mean you can't set goals and go after things in life and be ambitious and push yourself and challenge yourself. I think it means you just have to do that in a balanced way. So you're not eliminating all sources of joy and happiness from your life whilst you're going after your goals. And I'd say overall balanced approach, because of course, like if you set yourself a really ambitious goal, there's going to be hard work involved and not every second of every day is going to be blissfully amazing. But on balance, hopefully you can still go after your goals in a way which still allows you to find joy and happiness. And I've spoken about this before, but I think it is such a limiting belief that we have to be miserable in order to achieve things in life. I literally think the most toxic saying on this planet is no pain, no gain. I think it is so wrong. And I don't think I express really, really, really strong opinions on this podcast often, but I do feel really strongly about this. Maybe I do express strong opinions. I don't know. Can you let me know what you think? (laughs) Because I really don't know. Anyways, I've already given a TED Talk on this subject in a previous episode, a TED Talk on the whole no pain, no gain thing. So I won't get into it here, but you can probably tell it is something I am so passionate about. Okay, next one someone wrote in, and oh my goodness, this is everything. They said, criticizing yourself is not the answer. Literally, this ties into what I was saying about the no pain, 
no gain mentality because I think another limiting belief which belongs to the same evil family is that self-criticism gets you places in life and if you're too kind to yourself you'll end up being really lazy and just like sitting on the sofa drinking soda and achieving nothing in life but it's just such an extreme view and one I definitely fall into the trap of believing but the thing is that the opposite to self-criticism is not overindulgent and it's not a life of sitting on the sofa drinking soda by the way I don't even think soda is that bad like you do you on the soda front what I'm trying to say is that there is a middle ground where you're nice to yourself you're still ambitious you still work smart and you still go after stuff in life I think the difference is that you go after the things you want not because you hate yourself or you think you need to achieve things or change yourself to be worthy but because you think you are already worthy of getting those things and you're deserving of them. And for me at least, I know that if I think about lifestyle changes, the most sustainable and the most beneficial changes I've made are the ones which I've not done out of self-criticism, but out of self-love and self-respect. So yeah, I totally agree with this 2023 lesson. Not that I can really dispute what someone has learned. I more mean I love it. And it's also a lesson I have learned in recent years. And I, it's not, it's not that I've learned the lesson and I have it down. I definitely don't have it down. As a recovering perfectionist, I definitely do reach for self-criticism sometimes. But I think it's about noticing it and then replacing that self-critical thought with a really encouraging thought. So instead of being like, oh, Zoe, you're so lazy you didn't go to the gym today. Maybe you could say, Zoe, you're respecting your body and giving it the rest it deserves. And that's amazing. And when your body fills up to movement again, maybe you can go to the gym to respect its desire to be active, should it have the desire to be active. That was so uneloquent, but hopefully you got the point. Okay, next lesson someone wrote in Let me see. There are so many amazing ones which make me want to cry of happiness, even though I don't cry of happiness. I only really cry out of frustration. And I suppose I learned from this electricity situation, the power cut, that I also cry from relief. But I I don't think I usually cry from relief. I think that was more just overwhelm. Anyway, no one really cares what makes me cry. Okay, next one I want to talk about is someone said that this year they learned to say no. I'm kind of worried to get into this one because I talk about it so much on the podcast already and also on Instagram. I don't want to put people to sleep by repeating myself. But just a reminder that saying no does not make you a bad person, a bad friend, partner, family member, whatever. It does not mean you're going to end up alone. It does not make you antisocial. It literally just means that you recognize your boundaries and you're not living a life of quote unquote should. So I should say yes to the party. I should go to the dinner to avoid FOMO. I should do that random thing I don't really want to do for that person because otherwise they might be angry at me. The thing is, you were not put on this earth just to please people and you were not put on this earth to do things at the expense of your own happiness just because you're scared of saying no. So back yourself, back your judgment, listen to your intuition, 
over and out on that one no more is needed to say jokes there's so much more i could say but also we don't want to make this episode 17 hours next one is you can change your mind okay so i did an instagram post about this one recently because i was just thinking about how there can be so much shame associated with changing your mind and this in terms of big things like maybe your career path or where you want to live or whatever but also small and just actually really irrelevant things like I remember when I stopped eating meat really intuitively it was never even a conscious decision but when I stopped eating meat so many people would say oh that's so weird you used to love burgers and I was like number one are you the food please number two My favorite burger has always been like a chickpea burger or a sweet potato burger. So perhaps you should be a little bit more perceptive whilst you're being the food, please. And number three, even if I did love a meat burger once upon a time, it's not a crime to change your mind. And when you think about it, like, of course, we change our minds because we're not the same people we were two years ago. We're not even the same people we were yesterday. So let yourself explore. You do not have to conform with a past version of you. You don't have to stop yourself from growing just so you fit other people's expectations of who you are or even your own expectation of who you are. So forget the labels and just let yourself be free. Last one, which I can't not mention I always get really confused with double negatives, can't not mention. I'm trying to say I have to mention it because I love it so much. I feel like that is the kind of stuff most podcasters cut out, like them thinking through their choice of grammar or their choice of words. Like you really don't need to hear that. But for some reason, I just say it out loud. And I'm also like, I don't know, I don't want to edit it out because it's just the way I'm speaking. But maybe I should edit it out. Anyway, I've now really dragged that out. The last one I want to mention is someone wrote in saying that their learning of this year is to be at peace with where they are right now. And this is another topic I think about a lot. Basically, how do we strike the balance between being in the present moment and being really grateful for what we have, whilst also having ambition and still wanting to grow and challenge ourselves? And if I were to get really honest, which I'm going to do because it's unfreeze and you're my besties and why the hell not. But yeah, basically, I think I can sometimes get impatient and I can get into this mindset of thinking I want to achieve X, Y and Z and things aren't moving fast enough and we need to speed up. We need to get going and I'm just getting older and blah, 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 blah. But I think that can be toxic because it's so important to just find a sense of peace and contentment in the moment you're in right now because it sounds so cliche but you're never going to be there again and it's a lesson I'm still learning just me being honest and keeping it real but I love that someone did learn this lesson this year because that's inspiration for me and as I say it's something I'm working on is like yes having ambition and striving for more but also having a really strong sense of grounding in the present moment and not just looking ahead without appreciating what's around me right now, if that makes sense. So with that, we're going to wrap this party up here. It is home time, my friends. 
I am concerned I spoke really fast in that episode. Can you tell me if I speak too fast? There was something else I told you to tell me. Oh yeah, whether you think I have strong opinions on this podcast. I'm genuinely intrigued. Also tell me if I speak too fast. Also tell me if I should stop saying my grammar and word choices out loud. Lots of feedback to give me. It's at Wonderfully Zoe on TikTok and Instagram. www.amfreezepod.com If you did enjoy the podcast, please do rate it. I love you all so much. More Singapore updates in next week's episode. So definitely tune in for that. And I will speak to you then. Bye.